0: I'm me, you're you, and this is Wiggly's Book Club, episode 020. Welcome to episode 20 of Wiggly's Book Club. 20 episodes, 20 books, something for everyone. Unless you don't like rip. Wiggly's Book Club is a fortnightly read brought to you live from Sloppy Joe's Bar, located in scenic downtown West Ward, Easton, Pennsylvania. Why don't you come here? You'll find out. Without any further ado, let us now return to the Dover book classic, Fads and Fallacies in the Name of Science, to be read in just a scant few moments from Wiggly and Sloppy Joe's Bar. Holy cripes! Okay, well, this is uh, the staging area for taking down the Halloween decorations. is on Sloppy Joe's bar right now, but I, I, because we're live from Sloppy Joe's, I have to leave it this way. Let me just I turn on a light. Why, why are these lights not turned on when I come down here, Todd? I gotta reach. I gotta reach under cats and everything else. Okay, today I have. Um, Just going with the Occulto. Occulto is uh, your tequila barrel staves. You got the 6.0% alk slash vol. It's blended with beer aged on tequila barrel staves. Blue uh, agave infused, remember. Blue, we don't want the red agave agaves. I also also got some uh, Ultra Sunrise here and a tab, I already started in on the Occulto, all right, so today we're gonna, this is kind of odd, how am I doing on time, uh, 117, geez, this is gonna be a long show, I, uh, everything's in the wrong place, because, like I said, the, the entire Sloppy Joe's bar is the staging area for the taking down, and I'm sweating, and, uh, when I sweat, uh, my toupee is my toupee gets on. Okay, that was everything. Okay, well, clean that up later. Okay, it was only one of the occultos. That's why I have two. Bottle opener. Okay, Let's try not to do that again. Alright, so this is kind of unusual. I'm going to read Martin Gardner's Fads and Fallacies in the Name of Science. Again, the curious theories of modern pseudoscientists and a strange, amusing, and alarming cults that surround them. A study in human gullibility. I've uh, talked about this on the last episodes from Dover, Ben Dover, uh, edition designed for years of use. This is the second revised vision. This is a 1957 version. I believe the first one was in 1952, if I can remember, two weeks ago, 1952. Once again, I'm rushing because I forgot that this was the time to do it. So we're talking Martin Gardner, 1952. Uh, I already ran down all these uh, little bit of things. Whew. Whew, my toupee is sweating. 10 under the microscope, 11 geology versus genesis, that's what I read last time. 12, uh, like Lysenquism, Apologist for hate is 13. Uh, 14 is Atlantis and Lemuria, and 15 the Great Pyramid. Oh, Jesus. Let's spill more stuff. I got dropsy like my fish, except I'm not blowing up the fat and with my eyeballs bulging out. I'm trying to save them. Epsom salts and uh, antibacterial, but, you know, it's kind of... Once you realize it's happening, forget it. Medical cults is 16. Medical quacks is 17. 18 is food fattest. Uh, Fattest Fattest... Fad. Yeah, if it's fad. 19, throw away your glasses. (laughs) That's a good one. Because I just saw a resurgence in that about throwing away your glasses. This dates back to... I think 1918 somewhere around there same quackery uh, eccentric sexual theories is 20 21 is ergonomi. and 22 Dianetics General Semantics etc 24 is from bumps to handwriting uh, 25 is ESP and PK um, ESP, of course, extrasensory perception, MPK is uh, kinesis, psychokinesis. There we go. 26, Bri- Bridie, Mer- Murphy, and the other matters, and I know that Bridie, Murphy, and the other matters were at it and expanded upon in uh, 1957. That's what I'm to believe. So what I want to touch on here, I mentioned before, is uh, 22 Dianetics. Um, I could just tell you right now, our super-secret surprise celebrity guest Jenna Elfman will not be on the show because I'm going to be talking about LRH. Okay, i got to put this cat down that I was trying to reach my hands through, and uh, all these very delicate wooden things have fallen, and I can't wait to look at the occulto on the floroto. So uh, let's go right to Dianetics. That's page 263. Not even a chair. Oh, here we go. A little bit more of this in me here. Besides the one that fell on the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't eat the worm at the bottom. There's no worm. I need a little bit of tab chaser. How are you doing on time? Really bad. Okay. Mm. Oh, to pace sweating. Okay, two sixty-three. Now the good uh, the the good thing about this is is that, as I mentioned last time, we're talking about the nineteen fifties. So we're right in. A, I don't even have a place to set this candy. I I, God damn! This is best best show yet. Nineteen six. I don't even remember the number. <laughs> I don't somebody else do the show today 263, so the super secret surprise, yeah, I already said that, 263 Uh, this is, so we're in Dianetics so this is fairly recent I believe to Dianetics Uh, chapter 22 Dianetics from the Greek if you want to know more about this uh, Martin Gardner and all this other stuff, uh, please check last episode because this is the first, I I don't know how far I got in explaining things but this is the first time I'm actually going to go back. Oh god, I press the thing. This is the first time I'm actually revisiting a book so far. Especially two weeks in a row. Mm. I follow that up. Three Musketeers. hmm hmm Oh. Three Musketeers, actually. Chapter 22, Dianetics. Dianetics from a Greek word meaning thought. Thought. I had a thought. Well, we have lots of thoughts. How many several thousand thoughts do we have a day? And of those thoughts, ninety 95, 96% somewhere down there, very large number. 96% of those thoughts are the same thoughts we had the day before. So very little changes from day to day. We keep having those same thoughts each day, only changing little by little, and some moving on and some moving out. Out of that percentage, somewhere around the mid-80s, is either negative or pessimistic thoughts. So it's very easy to keep going down a wrong turn when you believe that your thoughts are actually reality. They're just thoughts. You have Tons of thoughts. Most are going to be in the... In the, in, the, in the column over here, in the red, you want to get in the black. Dianetics. Dianetics from Greek word means thought. It's a new science. It's new. It's a new science, you see, of the mind discover, discovered by Lafayette Ronald Hubbard. Now, here's the thing. As I mentioned before, this is before Scientology. So we're just talking about the book Dianetics. If I want to get into the whole thing about how Dianetics went to become a religion and um, why it's because they were practicing and saying it was science, it could cure things. But now, if it's a religion, you, you don't have, you you can say it's just faith based, and now you're not trying to be some type of physician without uh, licenses and et cetera like that. There, plus the more money, Antonin. Um, yeah. I can't remember his name right now. I didn't take my meds. <sighs> the science of the Mind discovered by Lafayette Ronald Hubbard. Lafayette, Lafayette. I told you not to call me that. A popular writer of science fiction. Did you see that movie? Uh, the the um, Turds, the Minions, the Twinkies, Minions. They uh, they do a song from Hair in there. I don't want no spoiler alerts. I won't tell you what happens, but, you know, they sing it in their Minion Talk, which, I got to tell you, I could take their Minion Talk ten times better than I could take Pokey, 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 Man, 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 Pokey, Pokey, Eve, 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 Robot, Ro... I can't, what's the name it? Wally, Wally. I'd rather hear those, uh, those talking Twinkies. Popular, uh, Lafayette Ronald Hubbard, a popular writer of science fiction, according to the opening sentences of his first book on the subject, the creation of Dianetics is a milestone for man, comparable to his discovery of fire, and superior to his inventions of the wheel and arch. Yeah, try to hold up a fucking archway, with, uh, with a keystone, and put, 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 a, put a book of Dianetics in its place. Good luck. Stand underneath it. The hidden source of all, and then uh, da-da-da-da-da, so it means something else was in there. The hidden source of all psychosomatic ills and human aberrations has been discovered and skills have been developed for their invariable cure. I can't even tell if I'm uh, over. What are we at here? About 11. 11. That word invariable is not a typographical mistake. Dianetics is an exact science, Hubbard writes, and its application is on the order of but simpler than engineering. Its axioms should not be confused with theories since uh, they demonstrably exist as natural laws. Hitherto undiscovered, Dianetic therapies operates with a mathematical precision. It never fails! These are claims worth looking into, but but before surveying the basic tenets of Dianetics, let us first glance at the fabulous rise of the movement. Founder L. Ron Hubbard is a large, good-looking man. <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know what picture they're looking at. He's a large, good-looking man with flaming red hair and a tremendous energy. Flaming red hair, uh, large, and also, what about that? thing is spit in the corner of his mouth that doesn't go away that white thing good lord I gotta take a beer of Occulto cause this foam on the top of my Occulto reminds me of the foam on the sides of Elron Hubbard's mouths mm-hmm mm-hmm tab chaser mm-hmm and now a little bit of the Ultra Sunrise mm-hmm <laughs> It's good. good. He's a large, good-looking man uh, with a tremendous energy drive uh, that keeps him in a constant state of high gear. That's so you can't can't get in edgewise about his lies. He was a great storyteller. Big fish. Friends vary widely in estimates of what makes Ronald run. To some, uh, he is an earnest, honest, sincere guy, To others, he is the greatest con man of the century. Still, others regard him as basically sincere, with just a touch of charlatan. I I have a charlatan, and now a tragic victim of his own psychosis. Hubbard was born in nineteen eleven at Tilden, Nebraska. Exact details about the rest of his life are hard to come by. He seems to have. Been in the Marines when a young man, for a few years in the early 30s, he attended the George Washington University Engineering School in the nation's capital, but did not graduate. He never held an engineering job, but evidently this schooling gave him the engineer's outlook that underlies so much of Dianetics. Yeah, uh, Some of his uh, tales put him climbing the Himalayas at the same time he's like uh, swimming the English Channel. (laughs) That's a bit of an exaggeration, but not much, I tell you, being shot out of a torpedo tube uh, at the Statue of Liberty. He never, held a, he never held a... For the past 20 years, he has been an enormously prolific writer of pulp fiction, with occasional stints on, at radio and movie scripting. He holds a glider pilot's license. He is an expert small boats mariner which fits into the Sea Org. For a while, he sang and played the banjo on a radio program in California, He has a deep, rich voice. Oh man, I, I gotta find some of those, some of those deep, rich voice banjos playing radios, singings. He considered himself an explorer, having made numerous jaunts around the globe, including a sojourn, sojourn to in Asia, where he studied mysticism, during the war, he was a naval officer on destroyer escort duty and was severely wounded in action. According to Hubbard, it was in 1938 that he first discovered the basic axioms of Dianetics and began his 12 years of research. Many of his friends insist, however, that these 12, years research, that these 12 research years are entirely mythical and that it was not until 1948 that Dianetics was hatched. Just ten years later, than what he said he discovered it. At any rate, one of his earliest patients was John Campbell Jr. How about that? Editor of Astounding Science Fiction. Campbell was suffering, among other things, from chronic sinus. I can't. I know this is. It's sinus. Chronic sinuses. Sinuitis. I'm gonna say sinusitis. <laughs> Sounds like a dinosaur. His treatment by Hubbard so impressed him that in May 1950, he published in his pulp magazine the first public report of Dianetics. It was an article by Hubbard written in a few hours and in a style resembling the broadcast of a football game. The article apparently aroused science fiction fans to such a pitch of anticipation that when Hubbard's book, Dianetics, Modern Science of Mental Healing, was published a few weeks later by... Hermitage House. They grabbed the first copies. They could. They grabbed the first copies they could lay their hands on, and then start a new podcast. You give you my second episode here, Chris O'Malley. Very good. How am I doing on time? Sixteen something. Sixteen and change. I want. I really want to read a lot of this. I I hope I could get to uh, some good stuff. Dynix is a book of impressive thickness written in a. It definitely is thick. Oh my gosh. You know, it's a small, small uh, book, whatever you, whatever you call it, one of these smaller books, but it is thick as hell. Dynix is a book of impressive thickness written in a repetitious, 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 immature style. Hubbard claims he wrote it in three weeks. This is believable because most of his writings, his writing is done at lightning speed. For a while, he used a special electronic IBM typewriter with extra keys for common words like, like and, and, the, and but. The paper was on a roll to avoid the interruption of changing sheets. Nothing in the book remotely resembles a scientific report. The case histories are largely are written largely out of Hubbard's memory and imagination. Like the later works of Wilhelm Reich, his book is simply a revelation from the master to be tested and confirmed by lesser men. In other words, anecdotal, Eh, if not purely fiction. It is uh, dedicated curiously to Will Durant. An appendix on the scientific method is signed, John W. Campbell, Jr., nuclear physicist Campbell, Uh, attended the Massachusetts Institute of Technology for three years, then transferred to Duke University, where uh, where he's graduated. Uh, For a short time, he worked in the laboratory of Mack Trucks, Inc. in New Brunswick, New Jersey. I have a familiar uh, affiliation with them. Get a little drinky-poo here. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of Halloween stuff here. <clears throat> I thought I went light this year, and yikes. Who knew? Mm. As long as I don't get um, some of the delicate paintings and stuff that cost a lot money. Uh, okay, Matrix. Uh, the book was a tremendous success. Uh, early purchasers were science fiction fans, but it was not long until the volume launched a nationwide cult of incredible proportions. Definitely, my parents owned it. They might have owned it during the 70s, when it was a re-release. Dianetics became a fad of the movie colony. It struck the colleges. Students held Dianetic parties, at which they tried the new therapies on each other. At Williams College in Williamstown, Massachusetts, sits. Schitz, a distinguished professor of political science, Frederick L. Schumann, was drawn into the movement. He visited Hubbard, lectured on Dianetics in Boston, wrote indignant letters to periodicals that reviewed Hubbard's book unfavorably. See The New Republic, September 11th, and New York Times Book Review, August 6th, 1950. Heading up on 20. Uh, and even contributed on an enthusiastic article on the subject to Better Homes and Gardens in 18, uh, April 1951. A Dianetic Research Foundation was established at Elizabeth, New Jersey, with centers in the nation's major cities. So, see, these, uh, these, these Dianetic centers started popping up. And then, if you read books on the foundations and formations of Scientology, you'll find out how those centers had to adapt. Hundreds of practitioners trained by the foundation put up their shingles in Hollywood on Park Avenue and in the Gold Coast of Chicago. And that's the other thing, is that um, these places weren't bringing money into Hubbard. Uh, Anyone could set up a shop to do some of these things, so that's why they had to wrangle it in with um, other type of... uh, uh, movements in the in the infrastructure. Hubbard few, uh, f- flew back and forth across it by with wings, you know, because of his dianetics. Flew back and forth across the continent, giving lecture demonstrations. A dianetic Audit- auditors bulletin made its appearance. Later, the foundation explained, expanded, and moved to Wichita, Kansas. Sorry, I'm trying to go fast. Where it took the name of the Hubbard Dianetic uh, Dianetic Foundation, Inc. For $500, the institution offered 36 hours of therapy, and for the same fee, gave four to six weeks of instruction. Those who passed the test became certified Dianetic auditors. What precisely is Dianetics? Briefly, it is the view that all mental aberrations, neurosis, psychosis, and psychosomatic ills are caused by engrams. To make this clear, however, we must first make a journey through the jungle of Hubbard's elaborate terminology. The conscious mind is called by Hubbard the analytical mind. It operates like a gigantic computer machine, like my, uh, my aunt has one. The working is flawless. It may, however, direct the body in an aberrated manner if it is fed false data by the unconscious mind, you see. The unconscious mind is termed the Reactive mind. Actually it is always conscious, even when a person is sleeping or unconscious for some other cause. The reactive mind is incapable of thinking or remembering. It is a moron. That's right, you're unconsciousness when you're when you're sleeping you are a moron but when the analytical mind becomes unconscious or semi-conscious in a manner associated with bodily pain or painful emotion the reactive mind starts to make recordings these recordings are called engrams they all sound like they are like phonograph records except that the, for they except that they record in addition to sounds all perceptions received by the reactive mind while the analytical mind is turned off Twenty-threes. I have to get to this. I think I will, because we'll find out what the unconscious mind and the conscious mind, uh, how they work together and where all this trouble comes from. Hubbard illustrates this with the following example. Here we go. This will, this will explain everything, how you get these engrams. A woman is knocked down by a blow. She is rendered unconscious. She is kicked and told she is a faker, that she is no good and she was always changing her mind. A chair is overturned in the process. A faucet is running in a kitchen. A car passing in the street outside. The engram contains a running record of all these perceptions. Sight, sound, tactile, taste, smell, organic sensations, kinetic sense, joint position, thirst, thirst record, etc., The engram would consist of the whole statement made to her when she was unconscious. The voice tones and emotion in the voice, the sound and feel of the original and later blows, the tactile of the floor, the feel of the sound of a chair overturning, the organic sensation of the blow, perhaps the taste of blood in her mouth, and other, other tastes present there. Like maybe pizza, I added that because I'm is good the smell of the person attacking her and the smells in a room the sound of the passing car motors and tires etc engrams then are perceptual recordings made when the analytical mind is turned off in a manner associated with pain or painful emotion unconsciousness unconsciousness because of injury and aesthetics illness drugs even an alcoholic stupor are sufficiently painful to produce engrams. Since your reactive mind is an idiot, incapable of evaluating everything it experiences, goes into the engrams. the The engrams are filed away in the reactive bank. So what happens is your when your conscious mind, when your um, when your thinking mind, what do you call that? Analytical mind gets knocked unconscious because of your drink too much or because you suffer blows and then other kicks so when that mind gets turned off your analytical mind gets turned off your stupid mind takes in all these sight and sounds and smells and other blows to a woman and then when you then when your analytical mind comes back online not being unconscious anymore then you associate these, Sight, smell, sounds of the cars with being called a, a, a whore and a slut and um, that she's no good. Angrams then are perceptual recordings that are made when the analytical mind is turned off in a manner associated with pain, painful, super painful. Since the reactive mind is an idiot, reactive bank, Hubbard has classified and labeled them in various ways, such as bouncers, deniers groupers, holders, and misdirectors. But we need not go into the distinction, nor will we have space to discuss the demon circuits. Commanding demons, critical demons, listen to me demons, tell you what to say demons, and so on. A glossary of the major Heberian terms will be found at the back of Dianetics. All neurosis, psychosis, and psychosomatic ailments, including the common cold, and possibly diabetes and cancer are caused by engrams. And by the way, it could also cure homosexuality. How am I doing on time? We're in the 27s. This isn't good. I definitely want to get to the fetuses. (laughs) In most cases, the troublemaking engrams are recorded before one is born. This introduces us to Hubbard's most revolutionary concept, the prenatal engram. In Dianetics, uh, bruh, bruh, pardon me. <laughs> Sorry, that was pretty gross. Burp, by the way. In Dianetics, you learn that the embryo is capable of recording engrams immediately after conception. Yes, right after you, right after the egg go, uh, gets uh, penetrated by the sperm, you immediately are able to record. your like a tape recorder. As soon as, before he even starts splitting. How how these records are made, since the embryo does not develop sense organs until late in history, remains a profound mystery. They take place on a cellular level, involving some unknown type of change within the protoplasm. According to Hubbard, life in, I'm sorry, I'm laughing, because first you laugh, and then you get mad, and then you agree. Something like that, line. They take, uh, not in this case, they take place on a cellular level involving some of the types of chains, the protoplasm cornea hubbard. Life in the womb is far from paradise. Mama sneezes, baby gets knocked unconscious. Mama runs lightly and blithely into a table and baby's, baby gets its head st- stoved in. Mama has constipation and baby, in the anxious effort, gets squashed. Papa becomes passionate, and baby has a sensation of being put into a running washing machine. Mama gets hysterical. Baby gets an engram. Papa hits mama. Baby gets an engram. Junior bounces on mama's lap. Baby gets an engram. And so it goes. <laughs> Papa hits mama. Good lord. It is also very noisy in the uterus. Intestinal squeaks and groans, following wa- flowing water, belches, flatulation, and other body activities of the mother produce a continual sound. When mother takes quinine, a high, a high ringing noise may come into being in the fetal ears as well as her own, a ringing which will carry through a person's whole life. Moreover, the uterus is very tight in later prenatal life. If mama has high blood pressure, it is extremely horrible in the womb. Scientology is based on science. It's all science, friends. I'm hitting thirty. One more paragraph. Oh no. I got I gotta do a couple more. It is also very noisy in the uterus. Intestinal squeaks, I did that. Okay, this is what I need. In addition to being knocked out, (laughs) your fetus gets knocked out, by the way. In addition to being knocked out by blows, coughs, sneezes, vomiting, and so on, the poor embryo can also be rendered unconscious by the violent pressures of the sex act. Understandably, by attempted abortions. Throughout his book, Hubbard reveals a deep-seated hatred of women but his hatred is most clearly indicated by his obsession with what Dianetics call AA, attempted abortion. When when Hubbard's mamas are not getting kicked in the stomach by their husbands or having affairs with lovers, they are preoccupied with AA, usually by means of knitting needles. 20 or 30 abortion attempts are not uncommon in the uh, abory. Hubbard writes, and in every attempt... The child could have been pierced through the body or brain. These experiences naturally produce the worst engrams because they are usually accompanied by verbal expressions charged with emotions. Since all these remarks are recorded literally by the embryo while it's trying to get poked with knitting needles 30 times, they create engrams capable of causing great damage in later life when they are fed as data to the conscious mind. To say, here we go, this is the uh, last part, going a little bit over, no problem. So this is good stuff, and I wasted time spilling my drink all over my uh, Halloween decorations. To cite an example from Hubbard, Papa beats Mama on the stomach, knocking baby unconscious. At the same time, Papa yells, Take that! Take it, I tell you! You've got to take it! Later in life, these sentences are imp- interpreted literally, and the person becomes a kleptomaniac or thief. Because he said, take it, so now they're a kleptomaniac because the fetus was knocked unconscious by Daddy giving him a stone-cold Steve Austin kick in the, in the belly and stomping a mud hole in her. On the, take that! Take this! Take this! Like, like men were often known to yell and when they are punching their women in the stomach. What are they, all Popeye? Take this! Oh, this language of ours, Hubbard exclaims sadly, Which says everything it doesn't mean. Put into the hands of moronic, reactive minds. What havoc it wreaks. Literal interpretations of everything. Before a prenatal engram can cause damage, however, it must be keyed in. This occurs when a person has a painful experience which closely resembles, in some respects, the dormant engram. Hubbard illustrates this by citing another mother struck in the abdomen by her husband. The husband shouts... God damn you, you filthy whore, you're no good. The engram contains a headache, a, f- a falling body, the grating of teeth, and the mother's intestinal sounds. Several years later, the child is slapped by the father, who says, God damn you, you're no good. The child cries, and that night has a headache. The engram has been keyed in. Now, the sound of falling body or grating teeth, or any trace of anger of any kind of the father's voice, will make the child nervous. His physical health will suffer. He will begin to have headaches. He also mentioned that, you know, when mom's, uh, when baby gets, when mom, when mom gets kicked in the stomach again and knocks the baby unconscious, and she says, Henry, don't. And then uh, they call the baby Henry Jr. every time that they say Henry, and like that. Three Musketeers, back to me in the studio. that you've enjoyed martin gardner fads and fallacies in the name of science chapter 22 wait that's right Turn your own copy of martin gardner fads and fallacies in the name of science like i said the other time do that the management would also like to apologize tonight super secret surprise celebrity fill in guests jason baehy and leah remini will not be on the program which is shocking For Wiggly and the entire cast of Wiggly's Book Club, I am Wiggly. When someone comes up to you and punches you in the nuts and says, hey, how'd you get so smart? Well, you just bite them right in their edible underwear and say, rip. Reading is fundamental.